you tunes out there and welcome back to another episode of History of Animation. Before we start, I do want to include a trigger warning. There are some mentions of SA, self-harm, and alcoholism and stuff. Uh, if you don't want to hear about any of that, uh, feel free to just leave and join me for the next episode. Anyways, today I'm going to be talking about the first animated star. I know some of you are probably assuming that that would have been Mickey Mouse, but assuming that you're listening to this channel, you should know better than to just assume Disney. The world's first animated film star is actually widely considered to be Felix the Cat. I'm sure the younger listeners probably are not aware of the character because you don't see him around much anymore. So for those people, Felix is mostly a black cat with white patches around his mouth. Most portrayals of him tend to give him a mischievous but good-hearted personality. His first appearance is in an animated short, Feline Follies, only then his name was Master Tom. The short was released by Paramount Studios on November 9th, 1919, which is almost a decade before Mickey Mouse made his debut. Feline Follies was produced by Pat Sullivan Studios in New York. Now, I should mention there is actually some debate on who originally created Felix the Cat. Some believe that it was Odo Messimer, an employee that created him, while others believe that it was Sylvana himself that created Felix. Their evidence, since he could have evolved from an earlier character from a short called Tale of Thomas Cat. For now, I'm just gonna give you some background on both of them. Otto Messmer was born August 16th, 1892 in Union City, New Jersey. He loved drawing and cinema, so he went to the cartoonist Henry Mayer to learn about animation. The two produced advertising films in 1914. This caught the eye of Sullivan, who hired Messimer in 1915 to work in his new animation studio. Patrick Sullivan was born on February 22nd in 1882 in Sydney, Australia. He also loved drawing, but his parents didn't think he could make a living off of it, so he would have a side job while attending art classes at the Art Society of New South Wales. In 1911, he moved to New York to get a job with the cartoonist William Marnier of McCure Newspaper Syndicate. He then tried to work for Raoul Barr at their animation studio, but he was fired not long after for unsatisfactory work. Then he just decided to open up his own studio. By 1916, his studio was already releasing cartoons under his name. He adapted a cartoon strip by his old employer as Sammy Johnson animated cartoon and even produced a Charlie Chapman film cartoons. Okay, so here is where I'm about to get into the trigger warning stuff, so if you're not in the headspace, again, it's okay to leave. In 1917, the studio was temporarily halted all of its productions. The reason being is that Patrick Sullivan was convicted for raping a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. 
Uh, this came as a huge shock to me when I was researching this topic, and a lot of the resources kind of barely touched on it. One thing that I did notice was that some mentioned that he married his wife while he was out on bail and that she had even petitioned for leniency on him. This sort of made me freak out wondering if she was the girl from the case, but uh, I did some research and found her birthday and discovered that she was 29 when they were married, so I'm assuming that it wasn't her. And in the end, he only spent about nine months in jail. So yeah, uh, that that's a thing, but I just couldn't believe. Apparently, during this time, Messenger also couldn't work at the studio. This was because he was serving in the army at the time. Messenger returned home May 28, 1919, and helped the studio in animating some Charlie Chapman shorts. Next was his work on Felix. Messenger would cite Chapman as a big inspiration for the cat. Now, Felix was a huge hit. The first 25 Felix the Cat shorts were shown in theaters from 1919 to 1921. Currently, they are also available in the British Pathy collection if you want to see them for yourself. Of course, while Felix was popular, it was not free from corporate meddling. Apparently, even back then, Paramount Pictures was in charge of Felix's distribution. He was a feature in the Paramount screen magazine that wasn't selling that well. So, Adolf Zucker, the president of Paramount Pictures at the time, decided that he would stop financing new Felix shorts in 1921. This did not go over well with Sullivan. Felix's cartoons were his main source of income, and Paramount would still own the copyright. So what's a man to do? Well, apparently, get drunk and pee on a desk. No, I'm not kidding. This is again not what I thought I would be talking about when I started researching Felix. But anyways, Sullivan went into Zucker's office, peed on his desk, cried and begged until he gave him the copyright just to get him out of the office. Now that he had Felix back, he signed up with a new distributor, Margaret J. Winkler of Winkler Pictures. She saw a lot of potential in Felix, and Felix would appear in 64 cartoons between 1922 and 1925. Plus, Felix got his own Sunday paper comic strip, mostly written and drawn by Otto Messenger, with a few installments by Pat Sullivan. In 1924, animator Bill Nolan redesigned Felix. This made him a much cuter character. I swear, I watched some of the original ones and he looks a little like a nightmare by today's standards. You can probably teach a character design class on just a comparing why the redesign looks better. It's cleaner, rounder, and just so much cuter. This redesign, combined with Messimer's amazing writing and animation skills, made Felix even more popular. Popular to the point of imitations. Walt Disney and Up iWork created 
the character Julius the Cat. This is said to have been done at the behest of Margaret Winkler. It seems she wanted a popular character to be done by an animation team that was easier to deal with. Of course, that did not go over well with Sullivan, so he left Winkler Pictures and made a new deal with Educational Pictures. They would produce 78 cartoons between 1925 and 1928. After this, Felix would lose his popularity. Steamboat Willie would introduce Mickey Mouse, and the world would first learn about synchronized sound. While others rushed to include sound in their cartoons, Sullivan did not. Apparently, he did not think sound was a big deal, and by the time he realized his mistake, Felix had lost a lot of his popularity. And again, Sullivan did not take this well. He was already an alcoholic. Now he was getting into raging arguments with his staff. He'd fire them, only to not remember what they had talked about the next day. His employees literally learned never to take anything he said seriously because, well, he wouldn't remember it anyways. His home life wasn't much better. Sadly, his wife fell out of their apartment window. She died March 1932. Sullivan wasn't long after. He died in February 1933 of pneumonia. Now, there was a bit of conflicting things about her death. Some sources said that it was an accident, while others said that she left. And of course, I talked to my mom, who loves true crime podcasts, about this when I was writing the episode, and her very first question was, Oh my god, did he push her? And yeah, I it's... It's a weird story. I have absolutely no idea. All we really know is that she died because she fell out the window. How she came to fall out the window, we don't know, and I guess at this point, we'll never know. And that's kind of like how it's hard to say who invented Felix the Cat. Historians that think it was Sullivan point to evidence like word balloons and Felix Follies that have Australian spellings for words, so it would make sense for it to be Sullivan, someone who is from Australia. Plus, the handwriting does match Sullivan's. And then there is also the claim that Felix first appeared in the tale of Thomas Cat, which Sullivan had made two years prior to Felix's official release, but that's sort of hard to prove because no copies of that cartoon exist today. Those that believe in Messimer tend to point to his interviews. Messimer told his version of the story in an interview with the animation historian John Canemaker. Sullivan's studios was very busy and paramount they were falling behind their schedule and they needed one extra to fill in. And Sullivan, being very busy, said, if you want to be, if you want to do it on the side, you can do any little thing to satisfy them. So I figured a cat would be about the simplest, make them all black so, you know, they wouldn't need to worry about outlines and one gag after the other, you know? Cute. And they all got laughs. 
so Paramount liked it, so they ordered a series. Sullivan's side of the story can be seen in an S expert from Melbourne, August. I shall never forget the first film of Felix I made. It took me six months to do, and it was a gigantic failure. I was, of course, utterly inexperienced in a new and highly technical art. The result of it was that I had a nervous breakdown and was hospitalized for five weeks. This is a very strange claim since Felix was an instant hit. Plus, the next cartoon series was released a few weeks later, so there's no way he could have taken that time off. It's really hard to say what the truth is. At any rate, it is clear that Messimer was responsible for the majority of the writing and animation, so even if he didn't invent the character, he's likely the reason why it became popular. <sighs> this episode was so much crazier than I was expecting, and I didn't even get into S Sullivan's racism. I thought I was just gonna be doing an episode about a cute cartoon cat, and then I got sucked into this rabbit hole. I'm not sure what's next for Felix. He has appeared in a few shows and movies, but was never able to regain his popularity from the silent film days. It appears that DreamWorks currently owns the copyright, though the original silent cartoons are now in the public domain. I'm including some resources in the description if you want to learn more about Felix the Cat and the rabbit hole that I dug into, but please Take care of your mental health, and I'll see you in the next episode.